Okay, hello and welcome to Niche to Necessity, the Crypto CFO's podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me today, Antoine Scalia. He is the founder and CEO of Cryptio. It's an accounting subledger for the digital asset space. Welcome, Antoine. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, I'd love to just get a quick um, overview of what Cryptio is and the services that you offer, and kind of what inspired you to create an accounting subledger, and uh, what what sets your product up apart from the other solutions that are available on the market. Sure. So we started five years ago, um, which is I feel that we were one of the first uh, players in the space, and. At the very beginning, the goal was simple. It was to help um, newly ICO-funded companies um, in automating the accounting process. Um, and at the time when we started, the um, finding a clear answer to that problem was actually a bit difficult. No one, either from the accounting side or from the finance and accounting team side at the client, has clear answers on this. So we spent maybe a year, a year and a half, trying to understand what is the, exactly the process that we had to implement um, to solve that issue. And, and uh, the objective and the thing that we implemented is basically a good uh, data processing, um, good, data pro good data processing from data collection to uh, data export to accounting system. So it's really feed data in accounting system in a flexible way so in a way that both the accounting firm as well as, as the company um, can like, you know, flexible enough so that they can map the chart of accounts correctly and so on. So this is, this is how we started. And then the, the interesting thing is some of these companies became fairly big, fairly large. And so the need um, went a little bit beyond just pushing data into an accounting system. It was, and actually when I say it went a little bit beyond uh, pushing data to an accounting system. It went from just push data to an accounting system and we don't really care about the accuracy and completeness of that data. We just want to see data in zero and QuickBooks to, okay, maybe we should care a little bit more about the quality and, and uh, of the data that goes through QuickBooks. Um, and so we started to do more work and more discovery on trying to understand what that means. And we bowed down that specific problem to one issue, which is the completeness of the raw data. When I mean raw data, I mean the on-chain data. So when we started five years ago, um, we started with an assumption, which is blockchains are public ledgers. Um, the data is easily accessible by everyone. You have tools that are blockchain explorers that gives you that data. And so actually the data, the raw data collection process is not really part of the problem. And so we only need to focus on the accounting and reporting side and pushing data to QuickBooks. But when we started to um, care about focus on like the data quality, we realized that actually this assumption um, was actually not a good assumption, not a sustainable assumption to make in a sense that these tools, these chain explorer, we're not producing and we're not providing the quality of data that was expected from um, companies that were scaling fast and from companies that had to prepare audits. Uh, there were some missing transactions and there were some, some features and, and um, yeah, some features that were basically missing in order to do that job 
well. And this, I say maybe two years ago, two years and a half ago, that started to be really part of our focus, which is uh, not only we need to automate as much as we can, the like all the data processing um, to QuickBooks and Zero and any other forms of ERP, but we really need to care about uh, the completeness and accuracy of the raw data. And this is also when we started to really focus on building all the data infrastructure ourselves. And so running nodes, building indexers, and eventually build something that you could define as a cross-chain ether scan uh, for accounting and audit purposes. And this is, I think that now this is really what makes us different is, is this focus on, on the completeness and accuracy of the data and especially on the on-chain part. I think that's really important. And I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, the fact is, is that unless you're running these nodes, you don't know that you're capturing all the data. And so when you're running a node, you you have all of the data, you're, you know, you're storing all of the data. So um, you, you have direct access to that. So um, I think that rather than relying on a third party, you're, you're, you're providing an additional um, assurance that the data is complete because that's one thing, one of the challenges I've had in the space is, is feeling confident in the data that I'm working with and seeing that I don't have complete data, but not really yeah. understanding where it's missing. And so that's, that's a really key feature that I, I, I think is really important to, to, to have here. So very cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, it's because the, the issue, what's the thing is that with these public ledgers, it's actually relatively easy to see that you are missing stuff. Like it's relatively easy to see that there are gaps in, in your data. But when you rely on something like Etherscan, it's it's kind of a black box. So like moving from, okay, I have gaps to my data to identify where the discrepancy come from is actually very difficult, if not like impossible. And so having control over the node, over the indexer um, gives us the possibility to go back in the data, go back into the indexer, see that we actually missed this specific smart contract activity, um, reintegrate this, include this in how the indexer work, fill the gap, and then provide you know complete and accurate um, data to to the um, to the um, to the client. And we've it's there is such a like learning curve here in this process because at the very beginning, again, so we were using Etherscan, then we were using you know like um, private like API. Uh, we basically Built, uh, uh, tried all of them and eventually having this black box in that in this like data processing um, scheme was was like very, it was impossible to solve the problem that we wanted to solve with these black boxes at the at the middle and then you can go very deep because when you work with companies that are actually being audited and being audited by big four um, it's even not only a problem of like completeness and accuracy, it's a problem of, you know, like these SOC reports, SOC 1, SOC 2, what are the internal controls that you have put in place so that you can guarantee that completeness and accuracy and all that stuff. And so all of this is only possible if you're running, if you're controlling the old infrastructure. Yes, very cool. Um, so the the world of digital assets and crypto assets is, is evolving rapidly as as we know with new projects and tokens emerging frequently. 
How does Cryptio stay up to date with the latest developments and ensure that its clients receive accurate and reliable data, reliable data, reliable data on crypto assets? I know we kind of touched on it just now, but um, as far as uh, you know, regulatory frameworks and things like that, yeah. how, how do you guys stay on top of things? So for quite a long time, and also part of this learning process, um, we at the beginning, we tried to stay away of this, saying that we are only a data platform. Uh, we want to be as flexible as possible so that any form of company, whatever the jurisdiction, they can come, import the chart of account, map the chart of account the way they want. It's not really a role to advise them on how they should do this. And then because every country, every jurisdiction is based on the same double entry accounting rules. Uh, we don't really care about the difference, the different treatments and the, the, like the, the, the algorithm that we build that produce these ledger entries will work um, anyway, whatever the jurisdiction. That was our positioning at the beginning, but it didn't work for, for a long time because at some point we had, we were working with large um, companies in the space, one of our, uh, strategic clients is, is consensus. So we're doing, you know, all the back office of everything related to consensus, which includes metamasks. And now you're starting to work and collaborate with very, very experienced financial professionals, accounting professionals and tax professionals. And they're expecting from you a little bit more than just like, okay, we are this data platform. We don't, we don't care about these like regulatory things. So we built, um, I think it was a year ago, uh, a team that is dedicated to this. Um, so we have a team that is called Accounting Strategy. So TG that is uh, with, with uh, folks based in, in New York and in Miami. And their role is to fill that gap. So we have in this team, we have people who are constantly splitting their time between listening, like challenges in a regulatory perspective that, that our clients are facing. So for instance, you will have I don't know, like um, a company that have a specific type of NFTs uh, that produce specific types of revenue that is not really covered by anything. And so they ask me questions. We don't really have the question right away, but the but what we do is that the other half of the time that these people spend in their day is actually with regulators, accounting partners, and big four. And so, you know, they um, attend all like the FASB meetings, for instance, they interact and we have partnerships and relationship with like every big four um, in nearly every jurisdiction um, from obviously in the US, but also in Europe, in the UK. Um, and this team basically goes to constant go between, between these needs and these new use cases that our clients are facing. Um, and these people that are here to basically provide um, accounting guidance and, and advice. Um, and this is, this is what we've been, we've been doing and what we've been building. And so far it's been, it's been great. Like we have, therefore we've built this like community of both finance professionals, accounting professionals that are working in the companies that we're working with, um, our accounting partners and these, and these like people in big four. And we, we have this community where we organize, organizing webinars, you know, we have, we're producing content and, and, and we positioned ourselves, not only this data platform that doesn't really care about uh, these different complex accounting questions, but also as a real like subject matter expert on everything related to accounting, tax reporting and audit readiness. 
Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I know that um, a few of your team members are joining us with our, um, we have a FASB response coalition within the Crypto CFOs yep. community. So we're um, crafting responses to the 18 questions that FASB had related to um, digital assets. And so we're crafting a whole response. And I know that the Crypto team has been um, active with us in, in working on that. So that will be exciting to kind of put forth a, 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 re a response that's well thought out from multiple angles of people that are yeah. actively involved in the industry so that it's not these decisions aren't being made in a vacuum by people who only have theoretical knowledge they people that actually have practical knowledge on these digital assets it's, it's key to have a say in this stuff in order to move things in the right direction exactly exactly and and you know and the work that you're doing is at crypto cfo is extremely extremely important because what we've seen is that like everyone needs each other right like the uh, the CFOs uh, that we're working with, they need to have guidance from regulators and from, from accounting partners, but accounting partners and regulators and big four, they need to have better exposure of like what's up actually happening in the field. And so all the initiatives uh, like crypto CFO that are here to basically like bridge that gap is, is extremely important. If at some point we want to have, you know, like regulation that actually fits with like the reality of the field and, um, yeah, that's 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 super super important. Yeah, I mean the, the the challenges that we face in this industry, it's like constantly evolving. No one person can know everything, and no one person can um, have all the answers. And because we have new things coming out all the time, you need to have these meetings of the minds where you can workshop things and think about like, hey, from an accounting theory perspective, what makes the most sense here, and how can we move forward and account for things that have no guidance and potentially will not have guidance for another three yeah. years, you know, what do we do in the meantime? So very cool. Yeah. I think that um, it's all, all, all extremely important and, and, and you guys are, are helping push that forward as well. So very cool. Um, so what advice would you give finance professionals and businesses uh, to stay compliant with, with these ever-changing kind of regulations? So I guess, and it's it based on what you just said, um, I think, the most important is well, obviously to be involved in the right groups. Um, and so crypto CFO is a good, is a good starting point. Um, and also because there is a lot of um, percentage and a lot of things that are not regulated and there are lots of things that won't be regulated in the near future and maybe something that will never be um, regulated is to have, you know, a pretty consistent approach um, in how they treat different things and document. I think documenting decisions, uh, implementing internal controls, and then documenting decisions, having you know proper accounting guidance. And even if you are like um, early stage business, even if you're not audited, having these accounting guidance on paper, um, that is something that is being built, not just on one side with like one guy in the company that is putting a, like a word document with they putting some accounting guidance, but have something that is actually like a collaborative work uh, between the company, uh, between um, the accounting part, between the accounting firm, um, and between some other subject matter expert and the uh, subledger that they're using. I think is is extremely extremely important. Um, the because moving forward, the the risk that you can run, especially when you're starting to be audited, is actually more like having running, if you haven't done anything regarding documenting the choice that you made and documenting accounting guidance, um, 
the risk that you will run here will be bigger than if you made some bad choices. If these choices mm -hmm. are documented with the right context, um, you're running, I feel like um, less risk than if you haven't done anything. So documenting, I think is, is the most important thing that you should do. Absolutely. I agree with that. I think that there's not a, you know, because we're in an emerging industry, a lot of times people are just in growth mode and they don't necessarily think of the accounting piece in a large part because it's so complicated and it's almost overwhelming. Right. So I think that, you know, one of the, one of the pieces of advice I give people is to kind of demystify things by taking away the yep. aspect of crypto assets, right. Pretend like it's just a, a transaction in TradFi and then kind of Put that framework to 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 act, act with that framework in mind, where you're utilizing tradfi examples to frame these crypto asset transactions. And yeah, exactly. Document what you're doing because ultimately, if you document what you've done and your justification for doing so, we we're in a we're in a vacuum with with no regulatory guidance or limited regulatory guidance. So as long as we have something that we've justified on, on paper and in writing, and we've had a consistent uh, viewpoint on, on how we're yeah. treating that, that, that transaction type for, 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 you know, document, well-documented, I think that that's going to keep you protected at least yeah. from any, any kind of negative, uh, you know, repercussions, as long as it yeah. all, you know, has, has some sort of um, logic to it. Right. Yeah, and in, in that perspective, also working with the right accounting firm, like the accounting mm -hmm. firm that has um, knowledge on this, that has experience dealing with other clients, specifically if it's other clients that are kind of in the same space or like have this kind of the same use cases that you have is also very important because we, we've seen actually less and less for like good companies, um, but we've seen really a lot of clients and, and companies in the space you know, working with accounting firms for which it was like the only crypto client, they were not willing to invest any form of time on trying to educate themselves on the regulatory side. And eventually all that part is on the company side. Mm -hmm. And as you say, because and you can't really blame them, like they really focus on growth and just like getting shit done and not necessarily getting shit done well. Um, they well, it's really the, this documentation thing is really something that obviously they won't they won't do and they will skip. Um, and and yeah, if if they had picked the right accounting partner, that would be something that would have been pushed by the accounting partner from day one. So picking the right partner is actually a very very important thing. Also, yeah, it's 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 tough because like thinking about the accounting side of things isn't always the sexiest thing you want to be thinking about in the early stages. But it's it may it, it I I told this when I was in, more involved with the cannabis space you know, on exit or in, on in any, in, in lots of different parts of your business's cycle, having solid accounting is going to provide additional value, not only on a valuation standpoint, because investors want to see solid financials. They want to see solid documentation because that, that shows them that the risk that they're taking on is at least mitigated to some degree by clean accounting. And I think that exactly. it's, it's, it's true pairing with the right partners from an early stage, while it's not always the sexiest thing when you're a startup founder, it, it, it's, it, it's hard to overstate the importance of it. And yeah. I think that you're right on with that. Um, very cool. Yeah. So kind of on the same uh, train of thought, you know, can you share some insights on the importance of collaboration between traditional finance professionals and those in the, the digital asset space? Like 
how can these two worlds learn from each other and work together to drive growth and innovation in the industry? Yeah. So I think um, in the same way that like, yeah, everyone needs each other, like the crypto CFO will need uh, the feedback of like regulators and accounting firm. Um, it's, it's the same thing also you know, for companies like us and, and these, and these accounting partners, like the expertise that we, that we bring is, is technical expertise, right? So obviously we're building also the subject matter expertise, um, but the core expertise that we're building is, is on the technical side. And I think for us, most of the work that we're doing with these accounting partners is to educate them or to discuss about these different um, technical things that they should that they should have in mind because like the technical um, aspect of things is also gives a good sort of context and framework of like what's possible and what's not possible. So give you an example like the um, retrieving data. If you have a client that is like you know, deeply involved in DeFi, um, you should know that like treating retrieving data from DeFi activity for various reasons is actually a bit more challenging than retrieving data for just a regular, I don't know, like crypto payment um, activity to take something very simple. And so here, there are some things that you're able to do and something that you're not able to do in an accounting perspective. And so it's important for us to come to these partners and educate them on what's possible and what's not possible. And also trying to understand on our side, what are the things that have, that have to be like the things that needs to be done in order to do like a sort of the minimal viable, you know, accounting work, um, in order for us like to prioritize the, uh, um, the, the, the roadmap. So I think this is something that, yeah, we spent, um, we spent a lot of time on, um, also educate these accounting partners on, yeah, what's possible and what's not possible, but also, you know, every crypto sub ledger or every like technology provider also be built their platform with some specific use cases in mind, specific players, specific clients in mind. And so therefore the platform will, um, will work specifically well for certain types of use case. It will work a little bit less um, uh, well with, with other use cases. For instance, we, we have like very, very big focus on like complex on-chain uh, activity, but if you're, and we're very good at this, but if your clients is involved in like trading derivatives on like 15 different platforms, you know, crypto won't be a, won't be a, won't be a good fit. So we're doing a lot of, a lot of like work um, like this with, uh, with, with these, with these partners. Yeah. I love it. I think that, um, you know, it's slightly, slightly, you know, kind of on in the same vein, but like when I talk to people about, educating themselves on the industry. One of the things I, I have them focus on is, you know, the best way to get edu educated on the industry is to perform some of these tasks on chain. So you can start to see what is possible and what's not, not possible and how, how to follow the, the data on chain as well. So um, I think that, you know, having some skin in the game, it doesn't have to be a large sum of money because, you know, if you're operating on a layer two, like, you know, if you're on Polygon or if you're on Binance Smart Chain, for example, you can transact for pennies and you can see how interacting with these different DeFi, DeFi protocols looks on chain on these different, you know, BSC scan or Polygon scan to be able to, to kind of follow that money and see what is possible and what is, easily viewable or what gets con convoluted when, when interacting with these different smart contracts. So um, I think those are yeah. really good points. And I think that that's uh yeah, very interesting. And, and to your point, 
um, you know, in the, in the growth cycle of these different sub subledgers, you are obviously influenced by the, the, the clients that you're serving. So you're, you go in different directions and you grow in different ways. So, um, that's I think, yeah. one of the, one of the reasons why you do see a, a few different options in the space for different subledgers, because that the space encompasses too much to be able to, you know, cover everything, um, in one tool, though, I do feel you guys do a very, very good job of, 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 of performing that, but, um, but yeah, very, very, very cool. So, um, Looking ahead, uh, where do you see the future of crypto accounting and the broader digital asset industry heading? Are there any emerging trends or technology that you're particularly excited about and believe will have a significant impact on the way businesses manage their crypto assets? Yeah, so I think um, looking at the crypto accounting space, um, for me, like there is, we, we, there, there is, I think at some point there will be two two markets. There will be two markets with different, different sets of needs. Um, there will be the market of early stage uh, startups um, that, as I mentioned at the beginning, are more focused on like getting shit done and having like sort of good enough solution on the accounting side. They can do more like payments, like, you know, like account receivables and payable and have a sort of all in, all in one, um, like sort of financial management platform. Um, and accounting being one of like the features of this platform, that would be one market. And the other market would be for more complex um, use cases, having proper like data platform focused on solving complex accounting, tax reporting and, and, and audit readiness um, use cases. And I, I think that there are like really two markets because the, the way you approach, especially the accounting piece and the audit readiness piece in a technical perspective, in a backend perspective, is very different in these two markets. Like uh, you coming back to what I mentioned earlier around having full control of the data and the indexing and all that stuff. This really resonates in specific part of the market, right? If you are if you are early stage company, you just raise one million, and the only thing that you care about is not having your accountant that calls you every five minutes to understand what is this and what is that. Um, you know, like the problem that you want to solve is getting the shit done. And you have, and this is one problem among all the problems that are, how can I pay freelancers and how can, how can I don't know, like take care of like account payable and all that. And so you, you will look for kind of a all in one solution with invoicing uh, capabilities and that type of stuff. Um, and this is so, as you understood, this is not really like sort of the route that we're taking. We're more taking for the complex data play um, and, and less for this like horizontal uh, all-in-one uh, platform platform play. But the reality is that also on the, if you're looking at the accounting piece of these all-in-one platform play here, like the level of complexity would be fairly limited. Um, and what will happen here would be like, easily sort of commoditized and could be copied fairly easily from one platform to the other. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so that's, that, that, that's the way I see uh, the market um, going in the future. Very nice. Well, um, super interesting conversation. Thank you so much for your time, Antoine. I'm really excited to uh, be working with you. And yeah, thank you for joining me. Um, pleasure. Thank you very much, Taylor. It was good. Thank you very much. All right.